This is the Becoming a Better Man podcast, where men come to get over themselves so they can get to the next level for their health, wealth, and relationships in ways we never thought possible before, doing it together as one. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright, and this week is one of those rare weeks. I know I say it whenever I've done interviews before, but it's still true. I'm very selective about the guys I have on here. One, because uh, I don't know if it's because I just like to listen to myself talk, or two, I feel like I'm a shitty interviewer. But this time, um, when there's somebody that has a lot to say and they've got a really cool perspective on their experiences and how they've been able to work through it, I think it's really important for you guys out there to hear it. So I've got Uh, Dr. Brandon Smith on this week. He is a doctor of physical therapy who has turned entrepreneur and investor. So uh, I want to turn it over to you, Brandon, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Jason. I appreciate it. And um, I know we go by doctors because of our doctoral degrees, but Brandon and Jason is fine, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't really ever introduce myself as that, except for when I'm doing like an intro to the podcast. I don't know. I think it adds uh, credibility at first and then they just, they stick around. They end up liking what they hear. Um, but no, uh, so man, I know you and I, uh, and if you guys are listening to this, Brandon and I have, uh, connected really kind of like over the last two years, I think kind of through a business PT oriented community. And, um, through that, you know, we've been able to keep up with each, with each other. And we've, I think noticed some shared experiences when it comes to, uh, relationships and, uh, and how the right ones can really shift your life in a, a significant direction forward. And then the wrong ones can really hold you back. So, um, man, Brandon, if it's, if it's cool with you, you care to talk a little bit about uh, like how some relationship or relationships have, have been really detrimental for you in the past? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So this is going to get a bit dark. A lot of people don't know actually like my backstory. I've only told it a few times. So I'll start with um, me just growing up. I was mostly raised by a single mom, but my dad was actually a physician, but he really wasn't around until later. Unfortunately, when I got to know my dad, he actually passed away. And then there was a year where my dad passed away, my mom passed away, my stepmom passed away, and I was like 19 years old. And then I like, nobody turned to. I had my dogs and like, that was it. And as a 19 year old male, nobody really cares. Um, I'm not saying that to like bash on like any female listeners or anything like that, but I will tell you when stuff like that happens to males, nobody really seems to care at least in my experience. And after all that happened, I was like, okay, well, you know, I've kind of lost every support system I've had right now. I had like uh, my animals that were just with me because um, my mom owned animals when she passed away, I took care of them. But outside of, um, you know, having an animal, which really isn't a support system. um, (laughs) uh, Like, like, you know, like there's, there's no one there. Um, I ended up, I actually, I guess I can admit to the show. I actually doing lots of drugs for a little bit. Um, my best friend at the time, he was actually a good dude, but he was a drug dealer. Um, so, so, so it really was like, it took me down like this, this, uh, this dark path for a bit. Yeah. Um, after a while though, I kind of like, I ended up actually this whole time too, actually, I guess cause I didn't have anyone. I reached out to actually an ex-girlfriend. Um, if you have an ex-girlfriend, I don't recommend you reach out to them at all. Um, just in case you're listening, don't do that. So I ended up reaching out to her. She wanted to, you know, get back, like reconsider rekindle our old thing from like high school or whatever. 
And so ended up actually getting back with her for a long period of time. There was stuff that, you know, looking back on, I don't know why. I think it's just people go for comfort first. People would rather be comfortable than not be comfortable. And what happened was I ended up getting back with her for about seven years. And those were the worst seven years of my life. Um, (laughs) Well, so this is why I say relationships are strong. So, um, you know, I went through, I think what I was, I had finished undergrad at the time and then I was doing some stuff. I think I was working a bit and I think that I was relying on her for things just because she was the only person like I knew and felt comfortable with, but she actually didn't have my best interest at heart. Um, and when I look back on things, I spent a lot of money on her and did lots of things that honestly, I don't think she was appreciative for. And, you know, I wish her the best. I actually don't have any like hard feelings towards anything like that. Um, but I do think that I wasted a lot of time with the wrong person. And I think that moving forward, so I'll fast forward because I think it's the whole time, but so moving forward though, what happened was that I actually, we ended up actually, um, I think getting apart in like 2018 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I actually ended up getting with, um, not even intentionally, with my current fiance later later um, that year, early 2019. And it's been a night and day difference. The past two years I've spent with um, Kendall has been night and day. And it's been like, wow, somebody can actually care about your feelings and support you and want you to succeed versus somebody that doesn't care at all. And that's not just the romantic relationships. That's also friendships. Um, I think a lot of people have fake friends. Actually, um, Jason and I were talking about this before the podcast that, you know, some people (laughs) pretend pretend to be your friend, but then post stuff behind your back and not make you able to to see it like on social media or just, uh, it's just very, very strange. I think that me personally, the past two years, I've actually had a lot of success because of having the right romantic relationship, the right friendship, surrounding myself with the right people and not tolerating anything that didn't support my goals moving forward and not tolerating what I tolerated before. So if you were in a situation where you're like, Hey, I don't think this is working or you're just feeling comfortable. I would say it's actually better to just go through whatever pain that is to become uncomfortable. And even if it hurts you now, because you know, you're losing somebody you've been with for a very, very long time. I do think that if you actually do what's best for you now, you're going to be happier in the long run, even if you have some short-term pain with that. I think that kind of sums up that part of it. Yeah, no, I, I think that was um, kind of a, a shared experience. I'm sure a lot of people had. I mean, obviously, different backstory, but kind of similar relationship issues and, and things like that. Because you go for comfort, you go for what you know. Um, a lot of times, it's it's easier. I just had the, this conversation yesterday with somebody is that we tend to go for the pain that we already know instead of the potential pain of the unknown, right? So like, even though the unknown can be better, we don't know that yet. And what if we fail? What if we do this? And so we're so afraid of that, that it's like, all right, I'm more comfortable over here with like my severed limb that's like hanging on by a thread because I know that pain is predictable, but this other one I don't know yet. So I'm just going to stay here. Um, And that's, I think that's a lot of times like what keeps us in, in especially shitty relationships for a really long time. And it, um, I think there's a lot of growth that has to happen to get to a point of realizing like, wait a minute, I deserve better than this. And I think it's really unfair that it seems to be that most people think that shitty, unhealthy, toxic relationships are only due to the men in the relationship. Um, Oh, definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like, that's what I don't get it either. I think, I think that it goes both sides. Again, I'm not saying that, you know, 
I don't think there's a majority. I think it goes both ways. I think mm-hmm. you just don't always hear the other side or it's, it's frowned upon to yeah. say the other side. But I do think that 100% what you said, that people would rather stay with what they know than what they don't know. But what's crazy to me and what I've learned is that if you actually just take that chance, you might find something that's like everything you've been looking for mm-hmm. that you just didn't know existed. And I've seen too many people stay in unhappy relationships, unhappy marriages, unhappy friendships, or just do things with people they don't want to hang out with just because, uh, you know, they feel bad or whatever. But I think so too, you kind of have to set standards and let that guilt go. And again, if somebody's not supporting you, it's based on kind of mean, but for your own emotional, mental health, you probably need to cut that off. And also you want to surround yourself with people who are doing things similar to what you want to do, whether that's growing a business, it doesn't matter on financial status or anything like that. Either. It can be like, you know, I know people from all different financial aspects and you can hang out with everyone. It's just people that are always uh, pushing forward, moving forward and doing something and not just staying stagnant. And I think people that stay stagnant in their life also stay stagnant in relationships and usually everything falls apart. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's really a, a great point that you made, especially about the moving forward. Um, it's really hard. I think when you've got, you got people, not just relationships, but friendships, like you were saying, if you've got so many people around you that are like really content with being stuck where they're at um, and you're not that type of person, like if you're driven towards something bigger or something greater, you know, wanting to keep growing yourself, um, there's going to become a lot of friction that takes place there. And so, um, man, it's, it's a good thing once you're able to get out of it. And I'm glad that you were able to, um, because just having been through that shit myself, it, it's a really, uh, it's really crazy how strong you think you are until you get like in one of those situations. And then you realize like, I feel like absolute weak ass garbage. So that's why I think, so I think for me, and the reason why I brought the thing in the beginning is I don't think I had the support system that I had before. And if I would have had that support system, like my mom would have been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, like, so like, you know, like, but I didn't have anyone to tell me that. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I just didn't know. And then, um, you know, like my friends, like we're doing other things or I only, I only didn't have that many friends. I mean, even now though, like, you know, I mostly hang out with, um, just my, my cats now and, and my fiance, but it's because I haven't found anybody outside of the online community really that supports what I want to do or is doing what, or even understands what I'm trying to do currently. Yeah. And, um, I think the, whatever you're trying to do, whatever it is, you need to establish that first. And I think a lot of people forget that roadmap. It's like, Hey, whether it's financial business, whatever you're doing, you're going to say, Hey, I'm going to do this by this timeline. And you have to believe that. And if you just talk about it, but never establish a timeline or don't know how to do it, or you're hanging around with people, whoever that is, that aren't going to allow you to be the next person you want to become, well, then you're probably never going to become that person. And that's all because of that relationship and that mindset. Hmm. Well, talk a little bit about just like some of the, you were saying earlier about some of the risks, you know, that you've been able to take, um, Talk a little bit about some of those risks that you have taken, how they've paid off, and what type of role um, you feel like you can attribute to your fiance being involved in supporting you. So when I was first, um, for people that don't know, I also have an online course that's kind of grew my popularity in the physical therapy community. It was my home health mentorship course. I have a YouTube channel that's growing, uh, Discord, and a few other things. But when I was first starting that, um, in the prior relationship, it was like, why are you always posting on social media? Nobody cares, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, well, fuck you. Um, I'm trying to grow an online business, right? Yeah. So, and and then it was like, uh, but now it's like, it's like, hell yeah, I get it. You know, like, you know, um, I support you as long as you can do this or set milestones or it's like, basically, as long as you can still, you know, 
do certain things or be a certain way, then it's 100% of the, like, it's been night and day, day, uh, night and day difference from no support to like hundred percent support. Even when it comes to um, some risky investments and things like that, I usually run it by her and she's like, yeah, go for it. I'm not saying that I always have like that, that cheerleader, but like yeah. obviously take calculated risk. Right. So right. it's going to be where I never had that before. And I never had someone that actually like cared how I felt before, which was weird, but I just didn't know. Like, I just didn't know what that was like because I didn't have it until you actually have it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, business things, uh, things like, obviously, you know, I always tell people, depending on what you're doing, if you're in entrepreneurship, business, whatever, always make sure, you know, you have like, before you go something crazy, you always want to have you know, like a few months of invest, a few months of savings saved up in case, you know, things go wrong, but always have an exit strategy as well. But I would say that when it comes to just risk in general, you know, it really comes, depends on what you want to do. You have to figure out what you, what you want to do yourself first, establish that, and then figure out the standards to become that person. And that can be lots of risk, whether financial time, et cetera, but you do not want to be with somebody who's not going to support that. Or again, something that I've seen too, people, sometimes people are trying to become someone else and they hide it from their partner. And it's like, mm-hmm. if you can't be open and transparent with the person you're with, then why are you in a relationship with them? You know, if you're hiding what you're doing from your partner, cause they're going to get mad at you, yeah. you probably need a new partner. Yeah. And I know people listening to this are probably like, Oh my God, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. That is you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been all of us at some point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, since, yeah, cause you guys had gotten together even before you've found like the success that you'd found in the last you know year. Right? Yeah. And so, yeah. um, how, how much do you think it's been helpful for being able to have had her in your corner, like from the ground floor, right. Instead of like trying to jump on board, uh, the train that you've already oh, there's, there's way, there's, there's, there's way more trust involved. There. And also she saw how hard I worked, like how much I was filming content. I know last summer, um, I only had like, I think I had 800 YouTube subscribers last summer. And I was like, I need to get 1000 subs. I think now I have 2,600 YouTube subs mm-hmm. that summer. Every day I was making videos. Like I was coming home from work and just making videos like every single day. Yeah. Um, so she's seen like that effort get put in there till now. So it's definitely way more respected. I think cause when you can mm-hmm. see that effort and like what it actually takes to do stuff, also, um, I actually had to edit a video for, for her and she was like, Oh my God, this is so hard. I'm like, I told you. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not just sitting around like playing games. Online. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it sounds like too, like, you know, it sounds like she's working on advancing herself as well. Right. Cause she's in, she's in a professional program, right? Yeah. She's a, she's a third year med student. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Also an air force lieutenant. Yes. So, wow. okay. so. <laughs> yeah. Impressive. Cool. Cool. Um, but, but I will say that the last one was also a physician and she was fucking terrible. So really? <laughs> yeah. 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 Man, that, that sucks. Um, would you, again, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know Kendall. Like I've never interacted with her in any way, like online, but it just seems like, um, it seems like somebody that is really like emotionally mature and, and available. Uh, oh yeah. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Have you ever found that it was hard uh, maybe finding partners and in, in, whether it be even relationships or just friendships or anything like that? So, just- so we actually, we actually met, I'll tell you how we met because it's not typical anymore. So we actually met, obviously with COVID, it's a lot harder now to find somebody as well. Yeah. But we actually met, um, we actually are, we actually went to the same CrossFit gym in Tampa, CrossFit 813. We didn't know that we went to the same gym, but CrossFit 813 shut down. And then CrossFit Big Guava opened up and then we both joined there and we ended up meeting at like a party there. And so we actually joined, like we actually met like there's through like 
a mutual activity that we both enjoyed. Right. And we were both mm-hmm. like, we were both competitors at the time. So, and I'm not saying that if you're a crossfit, you should date a crossfit. That's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that if you meet somebody in a natural space, doing a hobby that you enjoy, that you both enjoy, that you've both been there on your free will, then it's going to be probably much more successful than swiping left or right. Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be my next question. Cause I was going to ask like what your, your thoughts were on uh, with you doing so much online, like it, what are some online things like you just need to stay away from? Cause I feel like online dating is one of them. I've, I've never done it honestly. Yeah. So like, cause I was, I was with uh, my ex for a long time. All the apps came out and then I ended up being like, nah, I'm not doing that. Cause I heard so many bad experiences. Yeah. Um, and then what happened was I ended up meeting candles. There, there's no need for it. So, but I mean, I think that people have had success with that. You may have success with that. I know that I should tell you a funny story. Um, so when like eHarmony first came out, I mm-hmm. was like, I don't know how old I was, but it was like, find your match. And I actually did try this at eHarmony. And I filled out, I spent like two hours filling out this paperwork mm-hmm. and it goes, it goes, we're sorry. There are no matches in our 55,000 database that match your profile. Please try again in a few months. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> like, how often does that happen? <laughs> I, I don't know. It was a few years ago. It might be fixed now, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. That's, uh, um, but, like, <laughs> you just don't expect it to say that, right? So, no. Yeah, especially it's supposed to claim to be able to find somebody for everybody. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. Wow. So, um, but, so, I, I mean, I haven't used the new stuff. I have friends that used it. I think that... It really depends on, you know, what you're looking for, what you're going to get. I personally, you know, you can maybe make a genuine connection that way. Mm. Um, you can meet people that way with COVID and it's probably safer too, right? Right. But I just personally don't know. I mean, it can work, it cannot. I just personally think though that like, you know, say you enjoy going to the gym. If you meet somebody at the gym, that's probably going to be a better match than swiping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or whatever you do. Like you say, you like reading the library, right? Whatever. Or do they still have, do they still have libraries? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> bookstores, even bookstores. Yeah. yeah, bookstores. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that, that's that. It sounds like it makes sense because that's even a thought that I had had, kind of like in between my last couple relationships, was like, all right, so what now? You know, like what are the, what are the places that I'm finding these people, and where do I need to try and go somewhere else? Because I had the same thought, like I've got to go somewhere shared interest, right? Yeah. If I'm not if I'm not going somewhere shared interest, I think the the likelihood of a really good match is, is pretty slim. Well, also I think though that you shouldn't be looking necessarily. I think that it's great to find somebody, but like when um, yeah. Kendall and I met each other, we weren't actually looking for anything. It just ended up working out. Like she was going to med school. Mm-hmm. I was pissed off in general. Then like, just from like the bad experience I had, like, yeah. so like um, when, when we met, it was more like we both weren't looking for anything, but we're like, Hey, we can't like give up on this. So I think obviously that's not the case for everyone, but I think that, it's better to go in with no expectations because mm-hmm. a you won't be disappointed. Yep. And then if something does happen. It usually happens, you know, just the way it should. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sim- similar example to that, we adopted a cat yesterday, and uh, we went in there looking for an orange cat. Mm-hmm. Ended up going with the cat that actually wanted to play with us. So you know, yeah. <laughs> that analogy. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> it's true. It's it's a lot of times you'll you'll find out like the right the right thing or the right one is going to be actually the thing that kind of finds you. Um, I mean, kind of kind of like maybe related, but shifting gears a little bit, my, my thing like that I'm doing now, right? Like I'm doing more like guys mentorship, men's mentorship and online like programming and personal training stuff. 
Um, I didn't want to do that. I only did personal training and fitness um, and exercise science degrees to try and better my chances of becoming a physical therapist because I knew on per- on paper I looked like garbage, right? Like I flunked out my freshman year of college and just all this kind of stuff. So I was trying to figure out ways to like build myself outside of academia to try and give myself a better chance. And so I was like, well, once I become a PT, all that training shit's going to be beneath me, right? Like I don't need that. And then once I started trying to do my own thing on the side, like side hustle, I kept finding more of my PT friends sending me people that they'd gotten better. And they're like, hey, they need to get stronger. They need to get back into working out, but they ran out of their visits in the clinic. So I want to put them in touch with you. And so here I was like training people again, like coaching people. I was like, well, shit, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, I didn't go looking for it. I tried to be, I tried tried to do a traditional like cash practice, like, oh yeah, I'll just like, I followed Aaron for a while and I that's what I thought I was wanting to do. Like get a brick and mortar or do mobile and just stay there. Right now I'm doing online training. I don't even talk about PT. Yeah, exactly. And that's like what I'm doing now. If you would ask me like graduate PT school, no, I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, you know, like, so yeah. I think same, same thing with you. Um, but yeah, like, and also like, you know, I, I coached CrossFit before PT school and through PT school, cause it's honestly the easiest, highest paying training job that I could find outside of like one-on-one sessions. Yeah. And, um, and I still like, I had to recertify my certification the other day and say, like, I didn't think I'd still be doing it at this time, but it's almost like I still am doing that. Not because I went looking for it, but because it's like, just kind of, you know, you almost fall into these things. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people. So I've, I've had some guys that have gone through like my, my program, my course, the 21 day um, breakthrough course. And it's been interesting too, because like one of the things I try to bring up in there is just like, one, stop trying to bullshit yourself. Like stop trying to do what everybody else is doing. Stop trying to uh, measure yourself against like your timeline in your life. Right. So like I'm 36, I'm unwed. I have no kids. Um, like if you would ask me 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I'd be like, no, I'll probably be married with kids. Like by the time I'm approaching 30 and you know, like having a, a big ass house and all this other kind of stuff. And it's like, I don't have any of that and I'm fine with it now. So it's just trying to get these guys to see, all right, the relationship of your dreams, like you don't necessarily have to have that yet. You don't have to know your purpose yet, but you need to start figuring out ways that you need to at least pay atten- more attention to yourself. Because a lot of these guys, like they coming out of relationships where they totally lost themselves, right? Like their whole identity was wrapped up in this partner and this, this dysfunction that gave them so many endorphin rushes from trying to fight or flight their way through it, that they lost connection with themselves. And then therefore they don't know what to do. They're just drifting. Like they're just trying to earn a paycheck. They don't care if they even fucking like it or not. Um, and so trying to find that purpose, I think is something that a lot of people put too much pressure on themselves. Once they start to kind of like wake up a little bit, they're like, well, I got to find my purpose like right now. No, you don't. Like you just what? like, what's your advice if somebody's trying to, to ask you for that? So I would say that, you know, you're saying people are coming out of codependency, I'm assuming like codependent yeah. relationships. Yeah. With that, you got to figure out like what you used to do. Like what happened with me. So I grew up like, um, I grew up in, in Florida. I grew up surfing a lot, like for, um, just being at the ocean and doing things like that cleared my mind. Some people do sports, some people do other things, mm-hmm. but usually going back to something you did or enjoyed like in childhood or the younger age before, like you were like dating people usually helps a lot. Um, but also that being said, you shouldn't be with people that don't want you doing things like that, which is um, like, so like, for example, like Kendall and I, we go surfing together all the time. We go snowboarding together. When we got engaged, we went on a snowboarding trip. Yeah. Um, the, my previous uh, girlfriend, she, um, 
she would like come to come to the mountain, but like refuse to go snowboarding. And I'd be like, what the fuck? And then like, but then now it's like, why did I tolerate that? Yeah. Um, so, cause yeah. like, it's so much better when you can do stuff together. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and it's stuff that you enjoyed or, so that's what I would say, you know, find something that you enjoy, start doing that again. And then again, like I said before, find someone that supports you in doing that. They don't have to do it with you, but personally, I think it's more enjoyable to do things with a partner that actually wants to be there and wants to do it with you. Yeah. Um, we see this all the time too, with, um, some social behaviors. I know I've seen personally and experienced personally where people would be like, you embarrass me because of what you said, or, you know, you can't have more than one beer with dinner. Like I'm not telling you to be an alcoholic, but just for example right, right. purposes, right? <laughs> um, but it's like, you know, if you like, this is, this is sound strange, but like, if, you know, if you grow up like smoking weed, for example, yeah. and you want to smoke weed, you should be allowed to do that without your partner, like judging you on that. And then that's kind of an extreme example, depending on your state and your stance, but that just like, you know, if that's something that you enjoy and it helps you for anxiety, depression, whatever, um, your partner shouldn't get pissed off at you for something like that. And I think if they do, I'm not telling you to go be a pothead. I know it's probably not the best example, but like, <laughs> but, but, but I'm just saying that like, there are certain things where, you know, if you enjoy, you know, having a drink once in a while or doing certain things that may not be, you know, socially acceptable, your partner should still support you as long as it's not like a, an addiction. Right. So as long as it's not an addiction, as long as it's not like affecting what you're doing, then they should support you in it. Like, you know, like I'm what, 33 now. I still play video games with my brother and, but I still, you know, pay my bills and get shit done and I don't get shit for playing video games. So like, you know, like, yeah, it shouldn't matter then. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, obviously, so don't let stuff to like deter you. Like I said, like, I know that's kind of an extreme example, but, um, that was the thing I'm going to drug out. I covered this pot, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But, um, like there's like if something's affecting what you're trying to do, obviously don't do it. But if you're able to still do things and you know be successful, be productive, as long as it's not like against your current local state laws or against like your company policy, your workplace policy, etc., you should be allowed to do things. And you know it doesn't even have to be like a substance issue. It could be something like you know you want to run daily or you want to work out or just you know you should always have support in those things. I'm just using many examples. The only times I would say it's not really supportive or that you shouldn't support it is if it's like, oh, you're just going to sit there and just watch TV and not be productive with your life. Just because I feel like that's very detrimental to a lot of people. Um, I think that there's a few, you know, I know it's kind of all over the place where I kind of went with this, but. um, but, No, it's good. That's how I talk in the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like, you know, I'm just saying that I've like, my brother had a friend who got married the other day and I don't think these two should have been married because they've had domestic issues and a few other issues. I'm like, why is he getting married to her? Um, (laughs) uh, But anyway, so at the wedding, my brother wasn't invited to until the last minute. My brother, my brother got kicked out of the wedding party for lighting off fireworks on the 4th of of July, too close to her house. Seriously? Yeah. So that's why I was like, this person's crazy. Yeah, that's not. But but anyway, so he went there and he was telling me the other day, and I was like, "This is like, I was like, yeah, your friend probably should not married this person. If you're married right now and this is your situation, you should probably get divorced." Mm -hmm. Uh, But but anyway, um, he went there, and I guess he, uh, I guess he had like a cigarette or something like that, and Mm -hmm. um, oh no, sorry, it wasn't cigarette. He had he had had one drink at his wedding. He had one drink at his wedding, and Mm -hmm. she started screaming at him in front of everybody for drinking at their wedding. What? 
and he's not like an alcoholic. He's just having like a celebratory drink. And she said, like, she, I think it's just like a control issue or, or a psychopathic issue. Yeah. But it's like, that's why I said, like, that's why I was bringing the example before. Like, hopefully that makes example makes more sense now where if like, mm-hmm. you know, it's a celebratory thing, it's a party for you and your accomplishments or whatever. If somebody's not allowing you to enjoy that moment fully, I personally think they're a bit vindictive and you probably want to stay away from that person mm-hmm. just because if they don't want you to be happy, you know, when you're celebrating something with them or just in general, they probably do not have your best interest at heart. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on a, on like a bigger level of what you're saying too, is that, you know, if, if you're with somebody or if you're thinking about being with somebody that doesn't really seem to accept you for who you are and, and love that version of you anyway, um, then you're not with the right person because then you're just with somebody that only cares about you being in their life because you're serving a purpose for them. Right. Oh, 100%. 100%. You're playing a part instead of being yourself. Where was this seven, seven plus years ago? No, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's, I think it's a growing and learning experience. I'm glad that, that you and and others have platforms to, you know, share their experiences. Cause I feel like this stuff wasn't around, you know, a while ago. And because of this, I'm hoping this does help some people, but 100%, like I used to get yelled at all the time where I would do, I literally could do what I do every day now. Mm -hmm. And I would get yelled at. And I'd be so confused. And now it's just like, oh, that's hilarious. Or like, I support that. And it's just like, what? Like, it's just such a, such a night, night and day difference. Yeah. And, and I think it's a cool thing because what that does is I feel like that gives you uh, more permission, like internally to feel like, all right, I feel kind of not bulletproof, but I feel like I can do anything that I want to do because like she's got my back and it's going to be successful because of that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And also like, I actually do run a lot of like financial decisions I make by her mm-hmm. because I think that if you're in a, someone you care about, you should talk about money. I know people don't talk. I, I think in high school, this guy, this guy may have raped kids, but he didn't rape me. So um, oh. I'm sorry, but he did say, he did say three things that actually made sense. Yeah. Um, I don't remember his name, but I just remember he got removed from the high school for like doing something with a child, oh, but, wow. but he did say this to our whole class. He said the three things that ruin relationships are fights over money, politics, and religion. Yep. So outside of him being like a child predator, at yeah. least. At a least nugget he, of wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just, I just remember because he can't, he would say it like every class and he had it on a test. I was so confused. Like, why does, this is why I remembered it. Like, yeah. um, He got burned but, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just remember him saying that. I'm being so confused. I'm like, isn't this like world history? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Um, so outside of him getting arrested later on, well, later, I only know he got arrested later on for something because like the cops came into the school and like took him out. But somebody mm-hmm. said he did something. But this was like a year after I had him as a teacher. So I don't know what happened. Yeah. But prior to that, that's where the advice came from. Yeah. I think that advice actually stands true. It's, it stands relatively true. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be in a relationship with somebody, um, religion, I don't know. I'm not really like I was raised Catholic, but I really like, I'm not religious anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I know if I'm getting shot at, I'll probably pray to God. Um, right. but it's like, yeah. um, as far as politics, I think the political system in this country right now is kind of not supporting anybody at yeah. all. Yeah. And then when it comes to money, though, you should always have, I'm not saying to have like a dual checking account or really, you can always keep your money separate if you want. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to big financial decisions or just general financial decisions, it's good to always be on the same page. Because if you're not on the same page, actually for all these topics, it's actually going to create some resentment, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're not on the same page and say you do something that your partner is not going to agree with, yeah. well, then there's probably going to be some resentment there. And that's why I said earlier, people are hiding stuff from like their partners. And it's like, well, why are you with that partner if you have to hide things from them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
It's um, it, that's something I've I've thought about as well. Like especially when it comes to to finances, right? So um, I, I think that you can do whatever you feel like is best for you in your relationship. Um, like for myself, I think it makes the most sense to say like, okay, it's totally fine if we have separate accounts, but then have like a joint account for the big things, you know, uh, or something like that. So then that way there's no resentment for what one person does with their money or the other one does with the other. But as long as there's still enough in the shared, you know, relationship or marriage fund or whatever you want to do, uh, you just have to find about what works for you and just being able to feel like you can have a freaking conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's uh, heads off. Yeah. How many people though, like how many people do you know right now that could probably have that conversation with their partner? Not very many, oh, right? No, very few. <laughs> yeah, very few. Seriously. I bet you come across this too with, uh, with oh. like what you're doing with your community, right? Like, does anybody uh, ever just talk about how like, Oh, my wife's going to kill me if I, if I do this. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I've kind of stayed back because I don't want to like give relationship advice. I mean, mm-hmm. I can always refer them to you, I guess. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so, but there was somebody that was like, um, my my wife doesn't want me to travel. And uh, I was like, but it's the only way I can have a job. And I was like, well, maybe you should get a new wife. I was like, I can't make comments like that. So like, <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, it just comes uh, right out. <laughs> no, no, but like, like seriously, like, so like if you're married, obviously there's some commitment there. You might have a, might have a kid, might have some complications. Obviously it's a bit harder, but like, you know, if it's, um, for her, for me and for you, I'm sure you have lots of PT students reach out to you and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you have like your girlfriend that's in your class. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bro. You're probably not going to marry the first girl that you dated in your PT school class. Yep. Like I think out of all of my, I had 60 classmates in my class. I think only one got married mm-hmm. and everyone else that was together is like not together anymore. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's true. It's, uh, that's what, you know, um, a lot of people, I think it's easy and especially guys too. Like it's, you would never think that it was really guys until you're either in that situation or, you know, several others who get in there is that, that there's a lot of guys who are just kind of like super eager to find a relationship to jump into or stay in or hop around from one to the next. Uh, and they don't really spend enough time trying to like develop themselves as an individual. Uh, that could be that could be like leadership examples, like fathers, father examples, other examples. I think it's also that um, for guys, it's regardless of what the guy looks like, it's a lot harder for them to, you know, a find sex than, than women. Um, you know, most women, regardless of health condition factors and other things. We'll get somebody that comes up and says something to them. Right. Right. So, so, so it's yeah. kind of like, it, it's a, it's a bit, it's a bit different when you, when you're a guy, like, obviously, you know, there are some women that throw themselves at guys, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of guys just want to be with somebody they can trust and somebody that makes them happy and somebody that is, um, can satisfy them in different, different ways. I'm going to say weird if I say like sexually satisfied, but yeah. I'll say like, say like, I'll say like emotionally satisfied. Like right. it's, something that, it's something that matters though. Like I'm going to say that it does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually talked, talked about this. They're going to have like a few jokes here. You have some of the weirdest snippets for this podcast. I <laughs> like, like, no, I talked to somebody the other day. They were like, they were like, Oh, I want somebody that like, this is a, a girl I talked to. She's a young, younger girl. Um, mm-hmm. And it really depends. Like, I don't think that actual age depends for women. From I've talked to women of all ages, and I think that just about relationships in general, just like just because I don't know, we talk about stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's um, what I've seen is that regardless of their actual age, the emotional age may be much different, right? A lot yeah. of older women, thirty plus, are very emotionally immature. Yeah, I'm um, saying for men too, right? So, yeah. um, but I think there's always that notion that 
oh, women mature before boys. No, no, they don't. It depends on experiences. Like I think what's like what I've seen, like what's happened to me, like losing so many people and then dealing with a lot of things. I'm like, I think I'm a lot emotionally mature than people that I went to PT school with and a few other things. And I'm sure the stuff that you dealt with too, you made you more emotionally mature, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so what happens though, is I was talking to this this one girl and uh, she was like, she was like, oh, I want somebody that like buys me things and supports me. But like, I don't want to put out that. And she's like, I don't want to put out. It's like all this stuff. I I was like, okay, so you're looking for a father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Look for like, a donor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's good. like, yeah. And it's like, and it's like to me, like, I didn't like that because it's like, you know, I'm not saying that like, you know, obviously it's your body, do what you want, religious reasons, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that. Like, but I think that if you're in a relationship with somebody and say you're a normal person, whether straight, gay, et cetera, as long as you're not like asexual, because I don't still understand that. So I'm not going right. to talk about that. But then yeah. I think that, that I think that actually sex does matter. And if you're not yeah. having sex in your relationship, at least weekly, you're probably not in a good relationship. Yeah, that's a, that's a symptom of a deeper issue for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, man, um, I don't want to, because I feel like we could kind of keep talking about stuff on and on, but I know we're, we're kind of at our time. Um, what about in terms of, just real quick, if you want to sum it up, like exactly what it is that, that you're doing now, uh, because I want to be able to give give these guys an opportunity to be able to connect with you. And I'll tell you now, like guys, I've been um, a member, like I've, I've signed up for his home health mentor course when I was interested in doing home health. Uh, there's a ton of information there. Basically, whatever situation you're going to come across, you're going to find it and you're going to be successful and you can make easily six figures um, starting out as a new grad, especially in home health. Uh, because he's done it over and over and over and over and over again with other people that have signed up as new grads. So the proof is there, like he's got actual social proof to back up what he says, but even more so it's cool to, uh, to see where you're branching that one out with the, the Patreon and the discord, uh, because you're giving advice on so many different topics and it seems to be paying off well for most everybody. So, um, if you want to talk a little bit about what you're, uh, like what you're doing and how people can, um, kind of get in touch with you and depend on what they're interested in. Yeah. The, what I'm trying to do right now the most is, so I do have the home health mentor course. If you just Google home health mentor, it will come up. If you find me on Facebook or Instagram, you can always send me a message. I'll probably give you a code depending on which mood I'm in. No, I'm just going to do a message for me. I'll, I'll give you a code. Um, but then it's patreon.com forward slash Dr. Smith DBT. That's going to give you access to free coffee monthly plus the discord where we talk about stocks, crypto, cash pay, business PTs, a few other things. We have lots of actually um, people, people in this, in the community um, from social PT community, I would say like Jason and a few other people that are in there. And basically anything that you can ask that's going to be behind a paywall hidden from the trash on Facebook, you're going to find in the discord. Yeah. So. yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, shoot, man. Well, I appreciate your time and for coming on and kind of sharing a lot of, you know, kind of some, some really personal things about your, your past and especially when it comes to relationships and just kind of a little, I guess, peek behind the curtain about, you know, some, some of the personal stuff about yourself. And I'm sure a lot of guys are going to resonate with it and relate to it and really feel like it's, it's added some value to them. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, appreciate you all tuning in this week. Make sure to, uh, Follow, subscribe, do everything you want to do with the podcast, um, as well as if you feel so inclined to to donate or to support the podcast monthly, it's greatly appreciated. Want to keep 
being able to turn out amazing content just like this episode. Um, and then otherwise, if you guys are interested, um, always click the link in the show notes to sign up for either my 21 day becoming a better man program or to work with me privately one-on-one. So until next week, peace. So that's it for this episode of becoming a better man. If you found this episode helpful or interesting, something that you could apply to your everyday life, please post on your social media platforms what your takeaway was from this episode, as well as taking a screenshot with the tag, Becoming a Better Man, so that way we can help spread the word on Instagram and Facebook and help get more men aligned with their purpose, trying to become better every day for themselves, their communities, and their families.